Hey, I'm Daniel, a political activist and campaigner turned management consultant turned coach. And this is PolitikWise, the podcast where politics meets personal development. Let's face it, it's easy to criticize those in politics. But being in politics is not an easy ride. And yet for many who make the leap, it's worth it. They can make a real difference. So how can we have both? How can we make a difference while at the same time showing up as the best version of ourselves? It's a question that's been with me for the last 20 years. First, when I started out as an activist leading an NGO, then when I did a PhD in politics, and later when I quit my job in consulting to help build up a political movement and run an election campaign. And today, as I coach young leaders who want to make a difference while staying true to themselves. I know the answers are out there, so join me on this podcast. We'll hear from political leaders, from psychologists, neuroscientists, philosophers about their findings and experiences. And together, we learn about the ideas, mindsets, and tools of wise people in politics and beyond. Let's go. My guest today is a co-founder and managing director at Alliance for Europe. That's a nonprofit startup that connects pro-European organizations in order to drive up civic engagement. He's also been one of the first organizers behind the pan-European party Volt Europa. My guest today is Omri Price. Omri, really cool to have you on the podcast. Hello. Hello. It's great to be here. Thank you for the invite. It's really exciting to be speaking in this in this context here. Yeah, and, and, and Omri, we know each other now for a few years, uh, I yeah. think mainly through Vault. And Indeed. when I think of someone who's been active in politics on a consistent basis um, and, and to a considerable degree, uh, one of the persons I think of is you. So um, you've, been, you've been active in, in politics for a long time and the level of commitment you show um, yeah, it's, it's not something that everybody shows. And um, I hope I hope you don't mind me sharing a story of when we were in Essen. By all means. <laughs> together. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> and that was a few years ago, I think two years ago. And this was in Germany in the town of Essen. And back then you were running as a candidate to be the president of Volta Europa. Um, and, I, and I remember after a debate, after an event, we, we went out to have drinks. And part of the reason why we went out to have drinks was that you had to take a bus. I think it was shortly after midnight uh, at 1 a.m. or so uh, to go to the next German town where you had another debate the next day. Indeed. And, and you know, just this idea of jumping on a bus in the middle of the night uh, and showing that kind of commitment is something I don't, I, I think you don't see everybody doing. Um, and I guess the question then, Omri, for you, just to kick things off, is uh, I think is why you know what what's so important about um, perhaps general politics for you um, that that you are so uh, committed that this is so important to you. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, thank you for for starting this off. And I mean, before I get directly to your question, maybe I'll just uh, also say you know it's it's been such a pleasure seeing you uh, get this podcast off the ground and everything that you're doing i think not many people actually know the you know the the crucial role that you played in in volt's development and and how much you just brought to that as well uh, you were the expansion lead in in volt europa before me 
And uh, I think without a lot of the things that you did back then in, in 2018, 19, when we were working on this together, you know, Vault wouldn't be where it is today and a lot of other things w wouldn't be where they are today. Um, and if anyone ever gets a chance to work with you on this kind of stuff, I would highly recommend it. So that's to all the listeners out there. You know, watch Daniel. He's going places. Uh, so then, um, thank you. So that's so that's just a big shout out to to you in general. And I didn't tell you in advance that I, I would say this, <laughs> and I didn't necessarily plan to say it. It just came out. So there you go. But I mean, I think that the, you know what really matters is how do we as people, you know, um, live a good and happy life together. You know, and th this goes back to you know the the basic question and, and obviously big discussions of politics always go back to the greeks and all of that you know so aristotle's big question what is the good life um i think that's something that all of us as human beings when we're sort of uh we land on this planet and there is no definitive answer of, of why we're here and what we're doing um and we all need to find a good life together and i think that's you know when two people come together and and talk about hey what shall we do um maybe with when it's two people you can uh, call it friendship you can call it romance you can call it you know reproduction whatever as soon as you add more people into the mix it's political and then obviously you know <laughs> two people also get political pretty quickly so um i think that that's that that's the big question and we are living in a time now in in human history where um the very existence of the species is very much on the table and the way that the species is going to live, how we are going to live as individuals and, and collectively is, is transforming so rapidly that if we don't make some very critical decisions right now, um, we can very much um, end up living on a very dry piece of toast that's living, that's sort of spiraling through space. Um, and, you know, we're not going to be there, uh, you know, in, in such good shape. Um, so... For me, essentially, personally, um, I think to me that just seems very important. It seems very real and, and very tangible. And I think that um, if we sort of take a sober look at the world around us, we inevitably come to these sorts of conclusions that we have some very big, important questions to answer. And I think we all have a responsibility um, to try and answer them. Now, that's not critical of you know people need to um get on with their lives and live with their lives the way they need to and want to and it's a privileged thing to be able to say hey well what what do i want to do here you know this is why the greeks and many other societies privileged these kinds of questions to aristocrats and people who had leisure time you know um, which is a privilege but it's something that affects all of us um, there is this quote that gets said every once in a while of um, in politics, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu or alternatively, um, if you don't do politics, politics gets done to you. Uh, and I think that's very true. So maybe just to, to end the, the, the answer and to make it a bit more personal, I think that 
also in in where I come from, um, having been born in Israel and growing up moving around Europe um, and sort of seeing the differences between places and attitudes, um, understanding what existential threat feels like and being able to take that into a very privileged position or coming from a family background of my grandparents being Holocaust survivors and then being able to project that sort of into the reality around me, I've sort of made a commitment to to be very much um, in touch with these kinds of issues. And that's where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it's um, it's it's a, it's a mix of personal history and then also reflections on on those questions that we've been asking ourselves since ancient Greece. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah, th- thanks, thanks, Henri, for for starting out uh, out there. And um, now politics is a is a broad area. You've been involved in different ways. Uh, you've been a policy advisor, uh, so worked worked in parliament in a broader sense, NGOs, mm. Vault as a party, now a non-profit startup. Mm. Um, what would you say is, is there something that all of these share apart from, well, it's politics or what or what makes them different? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a very good question. I think that, you know, when you say politics, people usually think of, of party politics. So a lot of people will say, you know, I don't do politics because what they mean is, you know, they don't like politicians necessarily and they want to kind of stay out of this sort of mudslinging that gets presented as politics in, in the media and, and, you know, a lot of disgusting behavior that is attached to that. And I think it's also important, you know, for us to say, um, you know, when, when you have this podcast here and this conversation, this question of why politics, we mean politics in, in the broad sense of not just party politics, but engaging in society for some kind of social and political change overall. And then I think it's, it's a big sort of collage or a, a jigsaw puzzle. Everyone has their role to play. So um, it's a little bit like, you know, you have um, um, people sort of on a trek and they're um, carrying different bits of equipment or, you know, they're, they're climbing on different peaks, but they can see each other. It's sort of, um, if you're a politician that's running for office, you're an essential part of the system because you're the person that's going to make the decision in the end. Um, so you have a very clear role in this and people can see that people can see that that's central at the same time. Um, you know, if you're a civil society organization, uh, and you're doing advocacy and you're giving the politician the crucial information that that's needed to make the decision, well, wow, you can have a tremendous amount of impact. Um, and I mean tremendous in, in the real sense, not in the Trump sense, like a, in a really big, actual, meaningful way. Um, and then um, if you're um, an activist on the street that's that's working with a political party like Volt, then you're going to have to do a lot of grinding, uh, you know, walk, hitting the pavements, talking to people, handing out flyers, you know, posting on social media, whatever it is, um, to get those few extra votes that might get the candidate um, who's running with you essentially over the line. And that might seem like, a tr- like just 
an enormous amount of legwork to put in, but you know it's it's such an essential part of that ecosystem um, because otherwise you wouldn't get your person elected. If you can't get your person elected, then you can't um, get your policies through. If you can't get the information to the decision maker, then the decision maker is not going to make the right choice. Um, if you don't have the right technology uh, to be running your campaign or to be getting your information to the decision maker, then then you're going to lose the race to the people that you uh, strongly disagree with. So it's all part of one ecosystem and it's all part of one sort of piece of cake that gets split up in many ways. I think I've, I've used too many metaphors now, but <laughs> it's all just uh, one living organism and you just need to decide which buttons you want to press. That's yeah. how I would put it. Yeah, and I guess in, personal interest comes in. What do you like mm -hmm. doing in terms of activities? Uh, what are you good at? You mentioned Indeed. tech. You mentioned, I don't know, going out on the street and talking with people if you're someone who naturally likes doing that yeah, or Indeed. not. Absolutely. Uh, I, and uh, I think that's a yeah. crucial thing. I, that, that's also, I mean, if you're, um, at the end of the day, this you need to wake up in the morning and enjoy what you're going to be doing. At the end of the day, if you don't like having direct contact with people and shaking hands and smiling at people and talking to them publicly, if you don't enjoy that, it's very difficult to be a political candidate, right? You need to mm -hmm. somehow get some energy from that. I think there are examples of people who are maybe more introverted that do it very successfully. So if you still mm -hmm. put your mind to it, you can succeed. I'm not saying you shouldn't try Anyone should try, I think, but it's very hard if you say, you know, I don't want to talk to people, they are assholes, um, as, as, uh, as your motto, then you're probably not going to be uh, a very likable politician. Um, at the same time, you know, if, if you don't like the nitty gritty um, of debating policy issues, of, of drafting a very detailed, you know, policy brief, Uh, then don't go work in a think tank, you know, mm. <laughs> or don't or don't be a policy advisor because some of that is is really required, um, and uh, and so all of these different things uh, play into it. And and what is it for you right now, Omri? What what is it that you like about politics that you like like doing in terms of activities? So I think that um, with Alliance for Europe right now, um, there is. Um, a lot that we're doing, working with partners, uh, supporting the development of new tools um, and, and really breaking new ground when it comes to, you know, how to campaign, how to counter disinformation, um, what kind of uh, policies can be pushed through um, in these very um, tight uh, legislative processes and, and votes that, that really come down to... Um, um, the last minute or, you know, very key questions. So um, there is a sort of, um, I think, uh, an excitement in the field right now about how to tackle these big questions. And that's really nice to be a part of. Um, what we do is a lot of uh, campaigning on, on and designing campaigns, rolling out campaigns um, together with partners um, on issues like digital rights, on issues like citizen rights, um, on how to strengthen democracy overall. Uh, and, you know, running a campaign has a, a dopamine cycle of like achieving goals and getting things done. And, and you can, 
you know, plan your marketing campaign and launch it and, and then, you know, do this campaign activity and that event and so on. Um, and then there is, um, let's say, the more lobbying side advocacy kind of work. You know, some people call it lobbying, other people call it whatever they want. But essentially, it's getting information to decision makers. And, um, you know, I, I'm one of those people that tries to demystify this word lobbying so that people uh, don't think it's magic because it's not magic. It's it's human. Um, and, and that also has this kind of... Uh, you know, dopamine cycle to it where, you know, you make a point, uh, other people, whether it's your partners or decision makers, they, they take your point and then you kind of feel like, yes, I've been listened mm-hmm. to, you know, so it's, uh, it's that kind of thing. And I think that's uh, something that's very uh, fun and interesting and enjoyable. And, and say a little bit more about, so apart from the why and apart from the interests and what you're mainly interested in, in terms of political activities, what what's your take on where to make the biggest impact? And I say purposely, what's your take right now mm-hmm. on on, mm-hmm. on where you see that you can make the biggest impact? Um, just as a side note, um, I've also worked in an NGO Uh, and mm-hmm. at some point, I became frustrated, right, by what an NGO can do and can't do. Sure, I saw I saw the limitations. Was part of the reason why I became active in a political party. Uh, yeah, I I still rationally see, and I'm a wholehearted defender of the role of NGOs and what role they play. But personally, uh, I, I I came to a point where I wanted to make an impact in a different way uh, through party sure. politics. Uh, uh, back back then, when I when I got when I got active. Where are you with that? Um, yeah, I think that, that that's a great question. And, you know, I want to go back to what you said before about bringing people together and, you know, the fact that I enjoy that. And I think that that's definitely, you know, when you say, you know, what motivated me to get on the bus, you know, from Essen to, uh, I don't know if it was Stuttgart <laughs> or what, what the next destination was there. Um I, back in in 2019 i think that yes the idealism is, is great and you can be very idealistic about what you're doing but at the end of the day i had fun with the people that i met in essen and i was going to have fun with the people that i was going to meet in uh, stuttgart uh, and then you know i i enjoyed the the whole rush of it and the great people that i met in between um and so so that that was a part of it and i think the whole thing is sort of a vocation and a craft and um and you need you need to have that element of it and i think that when it comes to how to have an impact um it's very much uh, sides of the same coin in a way i think uh, from from what i was saying earlier um there are things that an NGO can do that a political party cannot in the sense that um, as a political party, if you're advocating a certain position, um, first of all, you need to you know, convince voters of that. You need to convince your coalition partners. You have a specific role to play um, and you have to cover a whole range of issues, not just you know, uh, a specific policy area or, or one particular cause. And then as a, as a, an NGO or a civil society um, actor, you can really focus on one issue uh, and push that through. Um, And you become an information provider to the decision makers. So, you know, 
they, by definition, don't know as much as you do um, about your issue because, you know, they cover so much, you focus more uh, on what you're doing. And that's why you provide information that they need. And that's how you push the button. Or alternatively, you shape the public conversation and move the debate on them so that they have to catch up with your debate. Um, And so I think there are, you know, there's a role for everybody to play. And then, you you know, where you decide to sit in that particular um, equation uh, is really a matter of, of, of preference, um, you know, what you prefer at this point. I mean, w- once you get tired uh, of the NGO life, you can go into party politics uh, and the other way around. Once you get, once you get tired of the, of the uh, endless swinging around of, uh, of party politics, you might want to kind of uh, be able to focus more on one issue at an NGO. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, 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 and could you see yourself, I mean, uh, it's yeah. always difficult to look into the future, right? Where we are in five years, ten years. Could you see yourself in a different capacity? Let's say, run for office, parliament, European um, parliament, national parliament. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, and this is something I've been um, open to, to anyone who's asked me. I think that um, um, I've run, for example, in the local elections in in my neighborhood in Brussels. You know, back in 2018, mm-hmm. that was the first ever vote campaign anywhere actually i think uh one vote was very very young and we just needed to kind of uh um have a test run somewhere before the european elections um and that was a lot of fun and i enjoyed it um and um i can foresee a situation where that turns up again in in some future election somewhere um Mm -hmm. i think for for me it's very much a question of added value you know where, where can i add value um to the um, to the work that I'm doing. And maybe that's the major sort of other side of of this whole discussion that we've been talking about up to now, about, you know, what people like to do, where they, they want to fit in. I think that added value question is the other very, very big one to, to uh, deal yeah. with. I think there are a lot of people in politics are there for the ego or there for the photo op and so on. Uh, I think that the big question is where can you actually make a difference? You know, like in your circumstances in life right now, in, with your capacity and your skill set and your opportunities, where can you actually move the needle? Where where can you make the world a better place? And for me, that was you know joining Alliance for Europe was basically uh, an opportunity where I saw okay, well you know there is a need here, uh, something useful that I can do. So let me get in the seat and move this thing forward. Um, you know, and, and then when, when I will feel that, um, we have a a mission accomplished, (laughs) then, uh, then I can easily get into, uh, another seat, but, you know, (laughs) luckily, I guess, um, that, you know, we still have, uh, uh, big, impressive mountains to climb. So I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, um, perhaps I would be curious about that. You mentioned, um, that campaign in, in Brussels, that local campaign. Now mm-hmm. it's 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 a long time ago, <laughs> about three years. Any any lessons learned? Any takeaways from that in terms of uh, what what did you learn from it? What it takes to to run a campaign for you personally, perhaps as well. Yeah, I think that that's um, also a very interesting question. And, and while we're on this sort of personal side of 
what it means to be in politics. I mean, I think for me, um, something that I think you can't necessarily expect until it actually happens, seeing your own face on a big poster outside of your house uh, is a really funny feeling, you know, <laughs> like uh, just taking the bus to work and seeing a big vault poster with my face on it from the bus window and kind of going, oh, I wonder if anyone is going to see this, you know. How, how uh, do you react to that? that? Was, I mean, you said funny. What What's the reaction like? My Well, my personal reaction was <laughs> sort of like being slightly mortified, seeing everything that's wrong with the picture, uh, <laughs> remembering what I was wearing when the picture was taken and going, oh, should I have really worn that? And, you know, do, will people understand what this poster is even about? And, you know, like, so there's a, a like my immediate reaction was just to question everything about it and about, <laughs> you know, about myself and, and all that. But at the same time, um while that is ongoing you kind of go well this campaign is real you know i'm running for something i'm not just doing this um as a, for myself as a little daydream but it's it's actually happening and i and i better get my shit together yeah. and do it well and skin and, push, in the game, right? and and I, yeah exactly my face is on that poster i have skin in the game you know <laughs> i need to make sure that people that are campaigning with a flyer with my face on it are, are saying the right thing and that I'm saying the right thing. You know, so there is a, this sense of responsibility. And I think that, you know, we some, we're so used to being angry at politicians that we also forget that it's, it's actually quite hard to be a good politician. And I think that we should give a little bit more credit to politicians who do their job well, because it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, not not that we you know like it, it's good to criticize it's good to to hold people accountable so i'm not saying we should go easy on people but i think it's uh that's one thing that that uh, i learned from the campaign and i think that i've, I've known also from previous experience that it does take a lot and uh, and also i mean having that team of people on the ground who are you know out there walking the streets in the afternoon after work or in the evenings in the rain so on like giving out flyers and all of that and i think that this is something that volt has been able to do incredibly well on on the ground across across europe really i mean from from portugal to bulgaria you know and from you know across germany to italy to denmark to, to the netherlands anywhere i think that uh it's incredibly impressive let's say that that uh that volt has managed to do this um on a european level let's say so um yeah that that was a real learning experience also just kind of the aftermath you know of people just being incredibly tired after the campaign and going <laughs> fuck what do we do now you know so that's uh that's it yeah. that's, a, that's a roller coaster you know yeah it's really cause for for Uh, self-care in politics yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in, in volunteer organizations we see it repeatedly right uh people with passion uh spending a lot of their time often against you know their narrowly defined self-interest of you know working on a job that would pay the bills mm -hmm. uh, but then that immediately or that quickly comes to a situation where you just burnt out right because you've you've been neglecting what you need as well um in, yeah, I mean, in part I, that's yeah. that's part of volunteer volunteering, I guess, as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I one thing that I I would say to that is that 
this this feeling of burnout and i mean it's true in in volunteering it's also true in, in professional organizations of course um it's often also a matter of or it's mostly a matter of recognition and being valued understanding how you and what you're doing are pushing the needle making a difference uh getting that recognition from your colleagues and get getting a helping hand and and hearing that sort of wow you did something really important there um and i think that that's often much more significant than how many hours you actually worked um as mm-hmm. such i mean i i'm i'm by no i'm not an expert in terms of uh, being a therapist or a psychologist or anything like that um but if you look at the lit- literature there is uh, a lot of that element um of value that that is important there and i think that as a society and as individuals we need to build up um a resilience in our well-being let's say um so that we're not just sort of measuring our well-being in terms of hours worked or in terms of um holiday days taken off or whatever um but actually um be able to measure our well-being more holistically and okay can i um you know did i make a difference is this place where i am good for me you know is yeah. is this a good thing for me to be doing um am i being able to make a difference to the people around me um because you know i mean you see this very much with the the war in ukraine at the moment uh, where people are thrown into a situation that is extremely difficult extremely just just tr- just terrible absolutely terrible and, and the worst that humanity has to offer really and then you say well you know how do i function in this how do i overcome um and and in, in that situation you don't really have the luxury of saying oh well you know i feel uneasy <laughs> you know it's uh so i think essentially i'm not saying that we should all be in that space and, and thank god we are not all in that space um but i think we should um work on our well-being and work on our resilience out of our well-being you know yeah and 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 um yeah and 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 even in like like these difficult circumstances i think um it's not so much that they're difficult it's that you've got a good answer to why are you uh, why why you know why do you keep performing in a difficult exactly. situation Uh, exactly. So it goes back to the why, and and I think volunteering has a has perhaps an advantage by definition, versus yeah. perhaps a paid corporate job, right? If you you know that there's a reason why you're volunteering, you know, Indeed. without pay, you're just saying, hey, I want to do this. It's often linked to a deeper purpose, a deeper meaning. You see, and whatever the Absolutely. the purpose is. Um, Which is not always the case with a with a job, which which might be first and foremost, well, paying paying the bills. Um, oh, absolutely, no, I, I think that's that's absolutely right, and uh, I, I think that um, where uh, you have a challenge if you run an organization that you know has volunteers in mm-hmm. it, or or also just an organization that people do based on a like people participate based on a mission, even if they are getting paid for it, but. You know, they're, they're going through the hardships of the job, let's say, and you really do need to say, hey, we're, we're highlight, you know, we are 
changing the world here yeah. you know celebrate the successes you know value yeah. people's work give people the feedback that what they're doing really matters because it often really really does it's not like you're inventing this stuff you just need to say it out loud and to recognize people and 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 recognize your team it's so so important because you know if you just turn up and get in front of the camera and say hey you know this is me um then then it's just it's a it's a great demotivator for for people around you, and uh, it's something that you see very often in politics and in in volunteer organizations and nonprofits, and uh, it's important to kind of share the the wealth of of goodness that you're generating if you are generating goodness, you know. Yeah, yeah, and success as as you say, and not like just a big success of. I don't know if you're run if you're in a party and you're running running for an election of winning right and and getting yeah. into parliament, uh, but also like the small successes of okay, so what is it that we want to do today, right? And yeah, and just uh, also valuing the success of sticking to your commitments, sticking to uh, the effort you put in, um, the people exactly, that you've yeah. talked to today, you know, the posters yeah. that you've put up, and, and so on. Open like a true campaigner right there. There you go. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Flashbacks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Omri, perhaps la la last question. Uh, we, we, I think there's sure. a lot to take take away from the conversation already, but if you take the perspective of someone who's starting out um, and wants to have an impact in politics in the different roles that we've talked about and, and others, What should they take away from the conversation, the two or three things that you think they, they should take away? I think that if you're thinking about whether to get involved or not, get involved. That's, that's basically it. If you've arrived as far as asking the question, uh, you need to be in the game because this is your life. Um, if you don't uh, shape it, uh, someone else will shape it for you in ways that you Uh, don't necessarily agree with and it's it's that clear i think um and then if you want to shape a society that you your friends your family that your neighborhood uh, uh you know all want to live in then then take that up and i think that would be one key message and then i mean as far as you know that my day-to-day -day work with alliance for europe we're, we're making the point that this is an all of society problem Uh, we all need to take responsibility, whether it's um, business or the nonprofit sector or media or politicians and so on. If we really want to have a thriving, sustainable democracy, we need to do it together. And the question is, how do we enable that cooperation? How do we enable that impact? And so um, we at Alliance for Europe are developing tech tools. We're rolling out tech tools. We're rolling out campaigns that you know are maybe trying to be innovative in this way and that and i think we've had some really important and interesting uh, gains and we're trying to enable the entire ecosystem to move forward together um i think that for anyone listening um it's important to just see where do you want to fit in in that story and it doesn't mean that you need to quit your job and do something completely different look at your situation in life look at your capacity Look at the added value that you can bring and just do it. And I would say don't talk about it and just tell people around you that, that you that you care and that you're going to do it. But just, just simply do it by plugging into a campaign that you like um, 
you know, writing to a politician that represents you and tells them what you think. Um, support a civil society organization, um, whether it's with a donation or with volunteering or turn up for an event. Um, join a political party because that's important and, and you need to be represented in that way. And, um, and if you want to go out and hand out flyers for a candidate or be that candidate, you should do it. Um, and if you want to start a business and make money by, you know, making the world a better place, some kind of mission driven business, then do that as well. I think that that's very valuable, uh, too. So, uh, yeah. And, and just get in touch with me and I will maybe point you to interesting people in those different fields if you want, you know, so this is a shout out, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I would say. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Omri, for joining me on the conversation. It's a real pleasure to look back and forward uh, yeah. and, and tease out these insights uh, from you uh, that, I, that I'm sure are very valuable for, for the listeners. Thank you so much, Daniel. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked the episode. Please share it with someone who might find it valuable as well. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover or a guest I should talk to, let me know. You can find out more on my website, head over to politicwise.org. Until the next time.